Hey everyone, welcome to Skip It. This is a podcast where we look into the iconic, the most famous Australian TV series ever, Skippy, the story of a kangaroo and her best mate, Sonny. This is a series that I do with Johnny. Hello, Johnny. Hello. And Lee, hey. G'day, everyone. G'day. Oh, I didn't realise we were doing g'days. <laughs> G'day, Ashwin. So we're up to, we're quite deep into season one. Now, this is episode 36, Man from Space. It is directed by Lee Robinson, written also by Lee Robinson, quite a hog when it comes to creative work, Dennis Hill and J. Ben Darrow. Johnny, do you know what the J stands for in J. Ben? Ah, uh, no, I do not. <laughs> mystery, mystery. Uh, um, yeah, it is. It's probably like Jack Aranda or something he was ashamed of. Uh, now, this stars our usual family and Skippy, plus squadron leader David Williams. Our show starts with some slightly tense music, some plucking of the strings. So it's not a good start. Something's about to go down. The camera does a disorienting pan down to Sonny, who is being approached from behind by a snake. Before I go any further, Lee, as a cinematographer, what did you think of that pan shot going down to the snake? It was good. In fact, this episode, we mentioned this last week, we're not sure whether, the, well, I think I am sure now after watching it, but we we said that this was actually the pilot episode that they just yep. aired 36 weeks down the road. And looking mm-hmm. at this episode, all of the cinematography and the way it was shot definitely gave that impression because yes. it seems to take a lot more care and a lot more time setting up shots and just showing the beauty of I mean, they always do these sort of shots, but it seemed to spend a bit more time doing it. Mm. And also, not only that, Sunny definitely looked a few months younger as oh, yeah, well. Yeah. So. Well, just to note on that, Ashwin, I just had a few trivia things I did find out because it was the pilot episode. So we're watching it sort of, it's already been aired, but then they've inserted it in as the 36th episode. It features uh, the Rangers headquarters. And if you guys noticed that, because apparently it wasn't, built yet and um and then also gary pankhurst was noticeably younger um the end credit scene also which that's a different shot as well it's like the ranger hq instead of the helipad and the opening titles uh, were replaced by the second series stock opening and the episode was usually screened in random order for most television stations so there you go not even the 36 episodes <laughs> No, interesting. Yeah. And yeah. one other thing is, if this was a pilot episode, you notice in this episode, the National Park is a character. It is a key part yeah. of the drama. And they probably wanted to get that across, being a pilot. Mm. Yeah, so we're at this, we're out, we're out in the National Park. As I said, Sonny is being approached from behind by a snake. Sonny barks at Skippy to follow him, but Skippy refuses. Mm. And so Sonny threatens to leave. And after all these years, I would have thought, how does Sonny not take Skippy's behavior as a sign of danger? But now it makes sense. If this is the pilot episode, this is the first time this has ever happened. So I was wondering about uh, Sonny's behavior then. Now the snake is getting closer. And thanks to Sonny's idiocy, Skippy has to fly through the air to repeatedly stomp on its head. During this fight, Sonny gives the weirdest look. It's slightly evil, slightly catatonic. And at the end of the fight, Sonny returns to his normal human form and hugs Skippy. Was it just me or Lee? Did you find Sonny's look a bit strange during the fight scene? I didn't notice the look, but now that you say it was sinister, 
I thought Skippy did something quite badass, which is that after she pounced on that snake and beat the shit out of it, she licks her paws. And it's almost like, you know, when you see in a fight, a psycho, like they beat the crap out of someone and they lick the blood off their fist. <laughs> I don't know what it looked like. I was like, man, she's just like, Skippy Actually, is not someone to mess with. Bruce Lee used to do that, right? He'd lick the blood off his finger after. Yeah. Yeah. Very preemptive show in a lot of ways. What do you think about this scene, Johnny? The snake attack? Yeah, well, it sort of just um, sums up the um, the the show almost a little bit in that five seconds, uh, well, like that minute or so, um, because it was, you know, Sunny being in danger and Skippy showing what she can do. And we sort of, to that comment you were saying that, like, you know, why Sunny doesn't sort of trust why Skippy doesn't want to go, that, you know, that's a pilot thing, obviously, as well, because we're sort of learning. And I just sort of want to put it for later because Matt says something very mm. out of character later. Yeah. Um, yes. That, yeah. that um, I feel like is a very pilot episode because we're just learning all these characters. Yeah, it's got a bit of character development going on. And then we see a chopper flying through the air and it's Jerry and Matt together. And Matt says, all clear in your, before massively overpronouncing the word, area. <laughs> he was what extra posh. He's extra posh. <laughs> I always thought he's not often in the chopper, so maybe he's trying to impress. But did you did you pick up on that, Lee? The overpronounced area. I did, and and looking at this episode from the perspective of it being a pilot, I think it. After watching thirty five other episodes, seeing this one in this order, it just is a very weird experience. Like it just completely paints the show in a very different light, and it gives a lot more context. Thinking, okay, this is the first one, and I mm. did wonder if Matt, back when he first took on this character, did decide to give him a bit more of that extra you know, posh. What about barbarians? <laughs> yeah, well, he did that later on, but I feel like in this episode, everything. Oh, is, like, Shakespearean actor, and I'm here on the bush. Doth where doth Skippieth go? Maybe he's just fine. Finding the character, and yeah, he yeah. just um, didn't ha- have that sort of more common Australian down a bit, so it could have been just him testing the waters. Is this a gum leaf I see before me? Yeah, it's interesting because he was Ed Devereux was born in 1925, so you imagine his primary school years would have been mm. in the 30s, which would have been strict and posh and very English. The ABC would have sounded super English at the time, mm. as very British accent time era. And, yeah. And but the other thing is, I keep on forgetting, he was in the bloody Carry On movies, like, and quite a few. So, like, he had this, like, sophistication, but then he did all the ooers, like, uh, you know, double entendre sort of sex comedy romps. So I find it he's very eclectic with his um, yeah. roles he's chosen. I think so. Like, Dave Chappelle often does very smart comedy and then really gutter pure yeah. old comedy as well. So, yeah, I think... But we can go together. Um, so, okay, so we're, we're past the, the chopper scene is over, except Matt sees Sonny with Skippy, but no sign of Mark. Back at headquarters, Mark is actually caring for a koala while an emu steals food. The chopper returns and Matt confronts Mark about not helping Sonny. Mark says he promised to help Jerry. And then Matt says Mark should have gone as the recording device that Sonny was heading towards is expensive and six miles away, too far for Sonny. Mark says, don't worry, Dad, he's got Skippy. Matt says, Skippy's only a kangaroo, which is, I think, what you were thinking earlier, yes. Johnny, completely yep. contradicting what he said to Jerry's mistress in an earlier episode or later episode, in fact, that Skippy is not just a kangaroo. So this was confusing for me as mm. well. What do you want to say about this, uh, this in uh, that line in particular, uh, John? Well, I just found it absolutely shocking. I was just like, oh, my God, Matt, you know, what did you just say? Because we know that this is not how he feels, like, through probably, like, 
90% of the episodes because, you know, there are the moments where he has to, does have to sort of in front of other people treat it as like, yeah, it's an animal. Like I'm not doing what it's saying, but um, you know, like most of the time when there's a crisis, you know, Skippy's the main one you rely on. So I found it a very shocking thing for Matt to say, but again, it's the pilot thing. Like they've got this first episode, they're filling out the character. And that's the other thing is they want people to think maybe that, Skippy's just an ordinary kangaroo, which mm. we'll later find out is not yeah. true. But we've already yeah. seen that she's not. He behaves more like a proper parent in this, mm. in mm. the respect of how he treats this situation, because he says, Mark, it was your job to go with him. Usually mm. he doesn't seem to care who Sonny goes along with, whether it's gun <laughs> by like himself or with yeah. Skippy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it throws him into danger. But in this case, he actually does act and behave like a parent, a responsible parent should. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he gives him that little speech and then, you know, Mark looks guilty about his dereliction of duty. Skippy and Sonny then arrive at the recording device, the recorder, and Sonny plays magpie sounds, freaking Skippy out. Do magpies swoop kangaroos? Just a quick trivia question. Lee, do magpies swoop kangaroos? I've never seen one do it, but they seem to swoop everything if you go near the nest when they're mating yeah. season. So. Yeah, yeah, either way, Skippy looks a little bit panicked at, at that time. So it was interesting, but then, you know, Sonny reassures her it's not a kangaroo, it's just a tape. Then he gets a new tape out of Skippy's pouch, and it's all the more impressive that Skippy beat up a python while holding audio equipment. <laughs> they hear a plane in the sky and a loud boom. Sonny says it's too spooky here and they should leave, which I thought was quite an innocent line. It's almost like he's scared of a ghost or something like that. <laughs> so they, they run off, but we hear more weird noises and finally see a creepy-looking aviator in a suit. Perhaps not creepy, but definitely very knocked out. His parachute is caught in a tree. The man then moans. Sonny says, hey, mister. Sonny tries to reach out to him, but he's too far out over the edge of a cliff. Sonny then falls off the edge and luckily lands on a ledge, although it's precariously thin. Sonny then pulls out a single white glove. He hails Skippy and asks him to take the item to Matt. But what would a single white glove communicate? I'm with Michael Jackson. A series of sticks would have been far more reassuring for any parent. Did you see um, him getting the white glove off the pilot? And how dangerous a ledge do you think they actually placed Gary Pankhurst on, John? Oh, well, you would hope that it would not be too bad. Like, from the shot they do, it does look like um, it's not necessarily Cliff where they um, they shoot it. But I didn't see how he got that glove at all. I'm I'm assuming they sort of imply <laughs> that he grabbed it as he fell down. When Sonny tumbles off that cliff, he tumbles silently. And even though he's not really that high, obviously, because he doesn't look scared at all, like the shot itself yeah. makes it look like he's really high. I kind of feel like the only explanation is that if this is the pilot, they were suggesting maybe it's not the first time that he's been in a dangerous situation like this, or it was just literally that he was a little kid and they were like, just pretend you're really high and he couldn't do it. No, no. He literally just didn't make a sound when he fell off that cliff and just was on, on a ledge that looked like it was about an inch wide over yeah. the mountains. Yeah, it was an interesting moment. Because, you know, they don't have the best track record for how they treat kangaroos. I wasn't sure how they treat children and what kind of danger they would put them in. But yeah, it looked like he was okay in the end. So at headquarters, or back at headquarters, uh, Matt gets a call from the Air Force about a crash in the area. Matt gets on the phone and radios emergency, saying that an Air Force pilot is believed to have, before massively overpronouncing, parachuted into the palm. 
Lee, what do you think about this overpronunciation? Well, at this point, I was just looking forward to everything you said because it was just, it was just uh, everything must be articulated and enunciated perfectly because I'm the head ranger. So I, I enjoy it every time he says something like that. Can I just go back one step, though? Because we, we mentioned that Sunny throws that white glove at Skippy. Mm. And I do want to point out, because I know we commented on every time, there was a shot of kangaroo hands picking the glove up. And the way those hands came together... It kind of looked to me like it was actually a pair of barbecue tongs with kangaroo gloves like pulled over them because it's just like pinched together of that, that glove. You don't want to use your best set and best equipment in the pilot, but no. Okay, so you know, Matt does his overpronunciation. Jerry leaves in his chopper with Mark. Skippy arrives back just to see Matt leaving, just misses Matt with his white glove. She takes a sneaky path though and bumps into Matt in a clearing. Matt gets the white glove, puts it on, and looks to the heavens. This family's communication methods are quite surreal. John, do you enjoy this family's symbolic style of talking to each other? Well, we've, we've, from the very start, we've had a fascination with the way that um, Sonny communicates to Matt with, through, through vast distances without a phone. But no, no, it was probably the smartest thing to do. Because, you know, uh, Matt would have recognised that it was like a pilot's glove, I guess. But, yeah, no, it was a great moment. And just the, you know, pilot episode with all of that pouch action. Um, We're we're seeing all of Skippy's uses, like snake killing slash scaring off. I'm assuming it's got scared off. And then her being able to store a tape in the pouch and then also being able to send messages cryptic messages but messages yeah. <laughs> and as a, again like i'm an absolute advocate for um kangaroo mail we need yeah. to, we need to bring this to the um australia post yeah i also wonder if the um writers misunderstood the concept and thought that a pilot episode has to actually feature a pilot have a pilot in it i thought yeah. that too. <laughs> like, I was surprised. lee robinson was like pilot episode a eh? <laughs> pilot yeah. have a pilot in it <laughs> Well, it works either way. Um, so then Matt tells the chopper to head off to the location of the recorder because he's got the glove. He knows that the pilot has fallen down somewhere near the recording device where Sonny is. And so they send the chopper in that direction. Sonny now is doing his best not to fall off the cliff. Matt's having trouble keeping up with Skippy. The pilot is swaying in the wind now and he knocks some leaves free and they land on Sonny. Luckily, they are gum leaves, Sonny's favorite. Sonny folds one and lets out the first note of the Skippy theme song. Skippy hears it and changes course to head towards him. As she arrives with Matt, they see the trap pilot in Sonny's precarious position. Matt throws down some rope and says, put it under your shoulders the way I taught you. My dad never taught me how to tie myself up. Just wondering, Lee, what life skills did your folks teach you? Oh, no, you were never taught how to tie yourself up, Ashwin. That's uh, oh, Australian. in our family, so yeah, unfortunately not. Never learned that. Oh, yeah, no, we, uh, I was taught how to tie a whole bunch of stuff. Um, no, never, <laughs> never been taught before, but I did think it was an interesting line. Like, it was a very deliberate line because it's almost setting up when we see Sonny do something that seems a little bit too mature for his age. Well, his dad is a head ranger. He's probably taught him how to do a lot of the stuff that city people probably wouldn't know how to do. So I thought it was, yeah, it was, a, it was good to put that line in, I thought. Yeah, that's right. This is the kind of stuff that Aunt Evelyn is not appreciating. Mm. We find them out in a few episodes time, if this is the pilot. What do you think about this whole scene, John? Yeah, no, I thought that was a very, I did take note of that uh, line uh, in, the, in the respect of, you know, we get to know that Matt's uh, teaching Sunny, very practical skills. Um, but then also we, you know, 
I was also thinking that we do later find out that um, Sonny's in the scouts. So, you know, he's got a lot of things covered with the ropes, knots, and then also Skippy as well. I'm assuming she gives him a few pointers on how to untie knots, especially. Yeah. You know, I don't know where the series is going to go, but I'd love to see some mention of Sonny's mum. Who was she? What happened? Mm. And you know, sometimes the pilot episode is a chance to just hint at it before. We, and they haven't, it's been 36 episodes. We haven't heard a word about this topic. So I hope we do at some point. No. Well, the only time I think we actually get a bit of it was when I think Clancy like puts her foot in her mouth and says something awkward about Sonny's mother or Matt's wife. But we, I, I'm pretty sure we are sort of firm on the fact that Skippy is the reincarnation. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going with that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with that one. So they um, don't really need to mention it. So No, he's there all along. Yeah. Um, so Jerry and Mark arrive in the chopper. But the airflow from the blade start destabilizing the pilot, putting both him and Sonny at risk. So Matt radios them to move away. Matt then pulls Sonny up out of danger and they get a rope around the pilot, but they can't pull him in as it may aggravate any serious injuries he sustained. Matt now radios for Jerry to come back and they hover above the pilot again and throw a rope ladder down. Mark then bravely clambers down it, hooks a rope to the pilot, and they finally fly off securely. Mark has made amends. Mm. Lee, did you understand exactly the knotting and tying Mark was down doing down there? And how worried were you for him? Well, actually, there was two things about this that surprised me. One is that pilot was so close to the ledge that I thought, <laughs> wouldn't it be easier to have just gently pulled him off than to tie him to a ladder? And then fly him away because I also thought, can you imagine if this guy wakes up while he's being like flown away <laughs> a ladder way above the like the Waratah National Forest? Did you do that? What's going on? <laughs> I was flying a plane. What happened? <laughs> yeah, that could be way worse for your back. <laughs> what about you, John? Is it a chance to rescue his reputation because he, you know, abandoned Sunny earlier? To be honest, I didn't even think of that, but I think that is totally it. And doing sort of quite extreme stuff that you'd probably not normally ask a 16, 15-year-old to do. And that rope ladder, God, that looks terrifying climbing, even pretend climbing down it. But the other thing is I was really interested to know if that was him in the trees because there was like a real chopper going and it felt like there was a real person dangling from a tree, like for some of those shots, like there was some close up shots, obviously where they were probably not up in the air where he was um, lowering the ladder, but there was definitely some precarious shots that I was like, is that a stunt man or is that him? I I wasn't sure what was going on there. So I thought it was very good filming, but it was not clear what he actually was doing or how he tied that thing. Like I saw him sort of lower himself down, but then I didn't really see how he disconnected all of the parachute stuff or anything. So, yeah, it's interesting because the writers had so many options with what to do with the pilot and Skippy has gone through a few different ways to put the characters in mm. peril. One is physical danger. They're going to, mm. or one being kidnapped. One is like an indigenous style episode. Another one is abandoned in a cave. It feels like, when they need to impress a TV network, person in danger needs to be rescued as their like go-to story because that's yeah. what they chose for the pilot. Yeah, yeah. And a pilot. And an actual pilot. <laughs> so they get the pilot out of there. They mangle his spine with some midair flying on a dangly rope. It's all been resolved. Back at headquarters, an Air Force squadron leader thanks the family for saving his pilot. 
as the pilot is loaded into a rescue truck. The squadron leader invites the boys to visit the base as his guest. He salutes them goodbye, and everyone salutes in return, including Skippy. The episode comes to an end. Yeah. All right, so that's kind of a neat and tidy episode with the life-saving in the middle. What did you think about it, John, and how many gum leaves? Well, look, I have to sort of um, go back to before where I sort of did view it, and I sort of did it a little bit differently. I tried to sort of not take too many notes. I just sort of tried to enjoy the episode a bit, and I did. I thought it was a pretty solid Skippy episode. I'm not surprised that they sort of can insert it in there because they sort of can if you ignore most of the other sort of obvious bits. It's different Ranger headquarters, different, you know, a few different things, but no, I thought it was very interesting. And I don't know if this is a convoluted analogy, but I thought it was sort of watched like the um, comic strips, like um, foot rot flats or Garfield or something like that, Mm. how you'll read them. And I remember reading them and, you know, you never read, read them from the start of when they first started getting published. So when you got those first sort of published books, all the characters looked because you know the cartoonist was like not hadn't got the character down, so you know Dog or Footrot or you know Garfield looks a little bit funny and like not quite on character. I felt like this is that you know where you've got all the elements there, it's just not quite honed enough to be a full episode. But as a pilot, um, I think it was pretty solid. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with four. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about it as a pilot. I was just comparing it to the other episodes. Yeah, and I thought, I'm yeah. not as entertained by this one as I have the other episodes. So, yeah, if you like, as a pilot, maybe it's a classic. If, it would probably yeah. be higher than the score I'm about to give it. But just as an episode compared to the rest, I think it's in the mid threes for me, maybe like a three yeah. point four. Well, you can take either approach as a pilot, as an episode, both. What do you think about this? Yeah, I did look at it in conjunction with the other episodes, but I mean, it's definitely structured like a pilot. You get the feel of the family, even though, like you said, John, they haven't really been fully formed yet, fully fleshed out, but you do see their roles. You get a general feel of the dynamic. You know, they set up a lot of the stuff, like they set up the chopper, they set up the medical bay, which we obviously see later on. They even set up the recorder, which actually would have been useful to have this episode before the ones we watched (laughs) later on when you didn't know what the hell it was. What the hell was it? What it was used for. Exactly. So it it served a lot of good being the first episode where i think coming here it was a little odd we do get to see what skippy can do yeah i'm not really sure why they rearranged them like maybe they felt it was too simple why they decided to stick it in as episode 36 which is almost the mm-hmm. end of the season there's only 39 episodes in the season well not only only 39 but <laughs> yeah, totally. it's a lot um but no i think overall it was a decent app I, I mean if i was to give it two scores I, i'd say like for a pilot episode it probably was about a four because it was mm-hmm. enough excitement to get you interested in the show but i yeah. think as episode 36 which is how i did ultimately rate it i'm going to give it a three simply because i just mm-hmm. think yeah. It just was probably too basic when we've already seen so much other, you know, really good stuff in the episodes before it. So yeah, that sort of elaborated on, made it episodes after have done it better. Yes, yeah, yeah. which is natural. They get more sophisticated yeah. and subtle and a bit quirkier. So yeah, Hunt yeah. and Clancy and Doctor Strange, all these new characters join. So yeah. That's natural. Okay, so where are we heading next week, John? Okay, so we are up to thirty-seven. Be our guest. Now, I'll just sort of give you a little bit of this because the last sentence pretty much sums up the episode's end. Uh, So, thrown from a horse deep in the bush of Waratah National Park, Clancy is hopelessly lost. And her mother is due at Ranger headquarters to see how Matt has been looking after her. And then I'll just add the 
first part of the next sentence. A band of Aboriginal nomads finds Clancy, and I'll leave it there. Good. Okay, that sounds like a quirky, interesting episode. Maybe a bit of culture that we can learn about yeah. next time. We'll see how that goes. That's been this episode of Skip It. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thanks, Lee. See you guys next one. See you guys later. Skip it, 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 skip it